This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast, the first episode of the season. The Sixers beat the Toronto Raptors tonight to improve to 3-1. and one. Tobias had a good game before we could roast him on the podcast, but we kind of do in this episode anyway. We'll also talk about Embiid and his expectations for the season, Ben Simmons and the case for James Harden. We also have a body's fake trade of the week for you, as well as season predictions. I apologize in advance because I do get a little negative in this episode, but look, this is this is what Philadelphia sports has done to me. So with all that being said, first name, Dane, take it away. to a regular season edition of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. Be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Apple Pods. We actually did get our 15th five-star review. I don't know, still don't know what happened to Slim Reaper's um, <laughs> review. He said that he went on and left a new one because of that. Um, I don't know... I, the, the last review we got, I don't see it on my end, but uh, June, you were nice enough to show us a screenshot of it. It is from uh, ZFXZDG, and it's titled, Sir, Tobi- Sir Harris Tobias. When Tobias Harris becomes an all-star this season, June has to sing Firework by Katy Perry on the pod. Together we build. Five stars. So, that being said... We do have June, who still does not have a PS5. Sir, how are you? I think on Zach's comment, do I have to start <laughs> listening to Katy Perry now that Tobias had a first good game of the year? It's, uh, it's really fitting that, because we were, we were trying to record before this game, and uh, we were all very down on Tobias, like, like we should have been. Uh, it's funny the timing that when we get to read the review on the pod that he just had a good game. Um, so also we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend. We got Vladi Debach, Dave Debacco. How are you? Fantastic. I'm I'm cooking up something special on the trade machine in the background here for later in the show. We'll get to it. We have a Vladi's fake trade. Oh, we got Finalized. a fake, we, we got a blockbuster on the horizon here. <laughs> All right, beautiful. And then we also have, last but not least, someone who's he got some games in, but he's missing some pretty important Call of Duty matches to to be on the pod with us. JB Mudbones, how are you? What a win tonight! I could, uh, I'll get back to Call of Duty at a later at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we haven't had a pod in a while. I, that's, uh, I thank you guys for coming on so late. I had to work late tonight. Uh, I did not watch tonight's game, um, but before we get into that, I want to announce that since we got the fifteenth review, we will be doing a giveaway. It is, uh, it's going to be a, a piece of art from, uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Her name is Dwani. Um, you may, if you're on Sixers Twitter or on Instagram, you might have seen some of her uh, pieces of work. She does a lot of uh, Sixers-based artwork. Uh, we're going to be giving away one of her uh, nice uh, drawings that um, some are really cool. Some have like comic book themes, like I have a Joel Embiid one. Um, I was going to give away 
uh, a Ben Simmons one, but I, I kind of really like that Embiid and Ben Simmons one together. So I think, I think that'd be a cool first prize. So I'm thinking that, about posting that. Uh, I'll post it on Instagram. It will be something like, you know, you have to follow us, leave a comment on like, I don't know, your, your worst Tobias Harris moment um, and, and things like that. I, I don't know if I'm going to put it on Sixers Twitter because I Twitter's kind of mean. So like, I, I don't know if I'll do that, but Instagram maybe. So I will be posting that either tonight or tomorrow and uh, good luck if you, if you want it. So and check her out the stuff she posts or, or I don't know if she sells it or whatnot, but it's, it's fucking dope. So everyone check out her Twitter neutral tagger in the post afterwards. We'll definitely tag her. Uh, really, really nice, really nice girl. Um, very pro Ben Simmons. So when I, when we get to make the case for James Harden later, um, I hope she doesn't hate me too much, but I really like her. She's really nice. And, uh, and you know, be sure to enter, follow her and, uh, Good luck, yeah. and we'll do the giveaway. The official right. artist of the pod. <laughs> Love it. Growing our, growing our brand. So, guys, the, the Sixers, they, they're 3-1. and one. They beat Toronto tonight. I, I'm sorry, I think the score was 100-93, to 93, something along the lines of that. Uh, so we're just going to be riffing. Uh, I did not watch the game tonight. What you guys see, and then we'll just branch off what you guys saw, and, and we'll talk about all the players individually, and then we'll get to the other three games. Whoever wants to lead us off. Dave. Well, I missed the two games this weekend, but uh, tonight's game was um, – how do we we be positive here? It was really, (laughs) really frustrating, really just one of those, you know, eye and ear beatings the whole way through and then – but they, Toronto was just hitting everything. They were just getting wide open three after wide open three, just dissecting us like – you know, classic Sixers versus Raptors matchups of recent past. But uh, they, they, Toby had a great game. Would love to see it more often. He really played well. Embiid had 29 and 16. Love to see that. Um, Simmons, you know, did all the things he does. And uh, they, they held on and they, they pulled it out at the very end. I mean, they, I think they took their first lead since the first couple minutes of the game with a minute left in the game. So, you know, they, uh, you could hear Doc barking the whole time in the background. It was uh, it nice to, it was a, a classic game that, that the, you know, Sixers of the last couple of years would absolutely have lost. So it was nice to see them pull this one out tonight and three and one. I'm not going to complain. It's uh this is, this is a good start. Do you, let me ask you, do you, um, the fact that it was like a frustrating game, does that, are you like, it's a win, a win is a win, or are you kind of like looking at some of the frustrations and you have some concerns for the rest of the season? Win is a win. I mean, if you, it's, it's easy to nitpick when you zoom in and there's a lot to nitpick about, but I'm just trying to zoom out right now. New coaching staff that I'm still very excited about. I'm going to give them more than four games before I say the world is ending. But if you're asking me if I would trade Ben Simmons for James Harden, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> We will get to that, especially after everyone on the pod last time said no. <laughs> and then I just – I was keeping myself at night. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's early in the season. Uh, it's a long season. I'm one of those who's very, you know, very extreme. I'm either too high or too low. So I'm, I'm taking a different approach. We're, you know, we're not always good. We've only been good for the past, like, three years. And we, we talked about this. We don't know how to root for a good team. So – I'm kind of thinking it as it's been a weird off season, you know, short and off season. 
uh, you know, COVID among us, no fans in the stands, short training camp. Uh, Tyrese Maxey didn't even have it like summer league or you know, no summer league, barely any preseason. Uh, it's early. So, um, yeah, so I, I didn't watch the game, obviously, but uh, we'll talk about the last three games later. But, June, what did you, uh, what, are you, what are your takeaways from tonight's game? I feel like if you ask me how I felt about this team after the Cavs game, after a loss and now a win, I would have two different point of views. Of course, I'm like very, you know, I get very emotional when it's after like a loss because I'll be like, twice you suck, then you suck, everyone sucks. <laughs> today, we started that way, like, oh, God, this is going to look terrible. And then Raptors started missing their shots, I guess. And Joel was Joel. So that was a good sign. Uh, Seth Curry's amazing. And Tobias is, he was good today. What did he do anything differently from the past? Because the first three games, he was like, the first game, he was like, what the hell are you doing, Tobias? And then, you know, people said the next few games, he was kind of a little more normal, which is more like, I still hate you, Tobias Harris. Frustrating. Um, did, did he do anything different today? Was he quicker with decisions? Was he, or is this the shots are falling or what happened? He didn't do anything stupid. Like, I feel like he's always, like, I feel like in many games he'll have a lot of like opportunities or just be dribbling the ball and kind of like go Matisse for a second and kind of forget how to do things. I didn't notice any of that. He had a couple big defensive plays and yes, he hit his shots. It's funny. He did have a, and I think I texted you guys this, like what we're always asking for is don't think just fucking shoot the ball quick trigger. And he had a, he did that successfully maybe like three times. And those three times he pulled it up, pulled up right away, broke the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He had a couple bad misses on his quick shots, but still that's the, that's the trajectory he needs to go in. Uh, he, he had a great game. Ken, do you have any confidence that we'll see this Tobias during like for the rest of the season? Yeah. Once every five games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once yeah. every five games, Zach can uh, tweet at me. Yeah. There, there was a cool uh, – and I never – I mean, just coincidentally, the, the camera people were zooming into it. But I think on a little mini run we were on, which we only had a few, uh, they zoomed in on, like, Tobias talking to Embiid, like, after they made a bucket and were getting back on defense. And, and he, looked, he looked like a little leader out there. And then B looked like he list, was listening. It's not like he was like, yeah, yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy with him. Um, even if he could do 80% of this, I'll forgive him for accepting $35 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, no one, like, let's talk about Tobias uh, and his contract. Like, no one's blaming him for – accepting it right like it's he didn't not pay his fault himself. good for not him it was the market his value dad, was his dad's his, his agent he negotiated it for him it's unbelievable Ellen brand <laughs> fell for it he fell for yes. the, the market value <laughs> Gotta love um, it. but like we do need to see more out of them right and uh, i'm glad yeah. he had a good game tonight because it's funny because I, I always think like um when we talk about his quick decision even doc talks about like he needs to make quicker decisions my first thought goes to his shooting, like just shoot it, like fuck it, shoot it. Um, but the first three games, like I've noticed that 
it's everything. It's when he dribbles. It's when he gets a swing pass. Like he's slow to make the additional pass to a wide open Danny Green sometimes or something along the lines of that. He he'll pick up his dribble and like those are. It's not just the shooting. It's it's a lot of decisions that he's kind of in his head. And I think I think Doc Rivers even like described it as like like Toby decision or something. He like he called it something. Yeah, that's is bad. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. bad. That's really bad. Like. And uh, I'm glad he had a good game, and uh, I'm glad Zach is uh, thriving in it. But um, I don't know. Like, you you have to – for that much money, you got to do something above average. And, like, it's it's really concerning when – if you see Twitter and the people who defend him, it's always like he's not as bad as people make him out to be. He, he's, he wasn't that bad tonight. And to, to have to constantly see that from your player, your highest-paid player – is not a good situation. <laughs> yeah. So, like, good, you had a good game. You had good games last year. Like, you had these moments. Zach's tweeted at me last year a bunch of times. Like, every fifth game he had. I got to see it every night, you know? Yeah, or at least every other. Like, it, it, yeah, does he deserve to be – like, we don't blame him for taking the contract. Like, we would all obviously all jump at that if we were offered anything close to it. But unfortunately, you're going to be judged in that respect. So you're a $35 million player. You shouldn't be, but whatever you are. So give us, give us your Tuesday night against the Raptors much more consistently than you've done in the past. It's, just, it's funny because um, I had a lot more anti-Toby stuff to say after the Cavs game. <laughs> Uh, and he and he had a good game, so I'm I'm gonna save that until the time's right. But uh, anything to add about Tobias? Then I want to move on to Embiid. No, uh, I think Dave kind of says this often. Like Tobias just gets in the way of everyone. I feel like I see that more and more now. Like this season, he's doesn't fit really in everyone's way. Like even on simple fast breaks, like. I, don't, I think it was the last game when he was just in Ben's way and, like, he he got the ball knocked out of him. Like, what are you doing? It's, it's just – I mean, that's the fatal flaw of our team. Again, four, four games in, but mm-hmm. these four games look like the however many we played last year. We, we don't have any creators for themselves. Our best creator is a 7-2 big man. It's not like he can move quickly. Like, we play against – like the Raptors, and I hate them all, but Fred Van Fleet or whatever, however you pronounce it, Kyle Lowry, even like these dudes, Thomas, I never heard of. Like they run off a pick or just dribble and pull up from somewhere or drive and get fouled. We don't have that at all, except for our Shake Milton's the best at it, which is great because he's a, who we love, but that's unacceptable that that's, that's the reason. We're like the opposite of – was it the seven seconds or less, Suns? We're, we're yeah. like the 22 seconds or more Sixers. Exactly. It's, it's terrible. Exactly. It's Shake is a nice player, and uh, Maxi will be that kind of player, but he got drafted three weeks ago. So, like, what can we really expect from him right now? And, uh, yeah, it's like, um, I don't know. They don't have that. They're still not a – they're a step in the right direction. Adding Curry and Green helps, and I think – it still looks really similar to how clunky it looked last year. But I think, again, I'm going to give this, these coaches more than four games to figure it out. They're not, you know, it's a, they've rushed into the season. There was no training camp. They probably don't have much practice time. 
It's uh, like there's no home court advantage, which definitely that that is a hundred percent. Like we play better at home in front of the fans with the electricity and they're afraid to be booed. I think that's real. Like, I think they actually like play with more urgency in front of the home crowd because of how hard we are on them. And uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts and uh, I will be patient, but I mean, <laughs> if the offer's on the table, <laughs> if the offer's on the table, I, uh, I can't, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get to that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we're end of the day, we're three and one. Uh, we're fans. We we're gonna see, we're gonna call stuff out as we see it. And I agree with you guys. We do look like the old Sixers. But like you said, it's been four games. We're three and one. We need this coaching staff probably needs a little more time. Um, I did. A lot of people said like I didn't notice personally because you know the flow of the game and everything. But people did say that Doc has been running some similar plays as Brett. Um. So maybe that's why we look like the old Sixers, but um, we'll, we'll get, because we're going to talk about the Cavs game later, but let's move on to Embiid. Uh, and I looked at the scoreboard. I saw 29 and 15 or whatever he had. Um, how did he look? Is he, you know, is he more, you know, is he moving around well out there? Did he look like he was, you know, he set out the Cleveland game because of his back. Was he favoring it at all? How do you look? He looked, he looked lumbering and tired oh, all man. game tonight. But it's like he, like he started off like you know didn't look so hot, and uh, I guess he was just rusty because he took the his back was tweaked or whatever. And uh, you know you look up and he's got eighteen and six halfway through the second quarter, and it's like oh that's very quiet. Like he had a very quiet twenty nine and sixteen, if that's even a thing. But uh, it's at least he's uh, you know putting up numbers and uh, without his twenty nine, I mean we'll, we'd score seventy points a game. So, I mean it, it's not it's not pretty. It's the same theme of the game. It's not pretty, but it's getting done. So that's my that's my Embiid take. Yeah, I mean he, I mean look at the box score. Him and him and Tobias allowed us to win the game. Like we go back to the opening night against the Wizards. And our starters were kind of meh, and the the bench won that one. The Knicks just suck. But tonight, like, I am still baffled how we pulled that game out. Like, every shot the Toronto Raptors took from three went in, and every shot we took, like, didn't, except for, like, some small spurts. As Dave said, I think our our first lead was in, like, the fourth quarter, and it was when the refs took Baines' three off the board, which was kind of a funny way to take a lead like three minutes later, but Embiid, I mean, he had a little scare. He left the game. He joked after the game that his back was broken, which I, I giggled. Um, but 29-16, 16 foul shots were – or he made 14 of 16, but we don't win without without getting to the foul line and obviously hitting them. Gene, what you see from Embiid? Uh, yeah, he, he was great. Played a lot of minutes. Uh, he he played almost the whole first quarter, which I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Like, he sat out, I think, the last, like, minute and a half left. And today he played 38 minutes, which is a lot for what the, the type of things he does. And he's been moving a lot this season, in my opinion. Like, like on defense and offense, he's not really relaxing back off a of screen anymore on defense. And on offense, he seems to be setting a lot more on-ball screens and really moving a lot. So 
hopefully it doesn't take a toll because I'm afraid. <laughs> but we'll yeah. see. I think that's his new rotation. Because um, I remember during the Knicks game, one of the Sixers writers posted that that was Embiid's longest first quarter stretch. And I just pulled up the play-by-play, and he came out with uh, 90 seconds in the first quarter against the Knicks. And I guess today was two minutes. So I think Brett used to take him out with, what, like six minutes uh, and some, like, maybe two short. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is, but – Doc seems pretty set on letting him play like nine or ten to start, uh, which is whatever. The more he's on the court, the better, as long as it doesn't give him osteoporosis or whatever the word is. We didn't have him for the Cavs game. And uh, I don't know, Joe. I know, Dave, you weren't able to watch. June and Joe, did you watch? Um, The Cavs, I think if you look at the Cavs game and the rest of the games, it's pretty clear that Embiid – is the most important player to our defense, at least in my opinion. The Cavs looked like they were getting everything they wanted. They're getting all the offensive boards. The, the, they're calling them – their new nickname is Sexland. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, they were getting to the rim whenever they wanted to, and they, were, they weren't scared at all to go up there. So uh, I think uh, it's very clear that Embiid's the most important player on defense, and we and just offense. look so flat. And, and oh, yeah, you're in offense. That's kind of <laughs> – that's scary. Um, it's just we need him. We need him on the court. And I, I, it brings me to my next question about there were a lot of people kind of, you know, when he was out whereas Cleveland, like, oh, here we go again. Like, this is what we get with Embiid. He doesn't play games sometimes. But it's almost like a double-edged sword. I don't even know if I'm word, using that phrase correctly. But because if, if he plays too much and gets hurt or tired, then we're fucked. Um, but then there's also like kind of like setting the tone for the season and having everyone in rhythm about, you know, with playing all the games and stuff. Like I know the Bucks didn't do as what they wanted to last year, but it was weird with the bubble, but like Giannis sets the tone and they bring it every night and they don't take any nights off. And is that more, what's more important? How do you balance that to get to the playoffs? Is it a healthy Embiid or is it like, chemistry and rhythm and you know healthy momentum it's healthy mb i mean look i'm i'd never get mad when mb takes a night off or i don't get annoyed like d line him and my dad that he's you know the china doll and you know he's out again another another missed game for mb this dude has come back from a handful of of borderline career ending injuries that would that would probably be career ending injuries for most big men the fact that he is as good as he is with everything he's been through is a miracle. <laughs> I mean, it's like you don't drive a Ferrari in the snow, in a snowstorm. You know what I mean? Like you have to just like zoom out and keep him on the shelf and just like kind of try to stretch your career as long as you can, because he can, you can very easily run him into the ground. And I mean, he's, he is fragile. He's de- I'm not saying he's not fragile, but like it's uh it's, it's crazy that, it's 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 our guy. I mean, it's like everything worked. The that the process worked. We were right because Joel Embiid panned out, and it's like all the hurdles he's overcome, the injuries, his brother dying, almost quitting basketball, and it's like, and he's we're here right now, and he's like just had twenty nine and sixteen, and he still has you know all his limbs are still intact. It's like it's unbelievable. So 
I will always give him a leash until he uh, until he inevitably doesn't play anymore. And we and we do it strategically. It's not like we we, we sat him against the Cleveland Cavs, who the remainder of our roster still should have whooped their ass. Yeah, like that's when Simmons and Toby need to step up and and beat the Cavs. Like you need to step up and run the show and you know take the torch and you listen to the, you can't lose that get blown out like that There's no yeah, at least not lose by 25 like come mm-hmm. on yeah absolutely pitiful um yeah i think it's always a happy medium sit them on back-to-backs if the games aren't important against junk-ass teams and we should still be winning they're not mutually exclusive things mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, we saw this in the 2019 season where, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but he had, like, the most minutes played as a center um, during, like, the first half of the season. And uh, look what happened in the playoffs. Like, his knee was hampering him. He missed the game versus the Nets. He ended up – I mean, he that's unrelated, but he got mud butt, you know, gastroenteritis. <laughs> and, like, he just wasn't right in the playoffs. And he's still plus – what, plus 98 in the minutes he played? Uh Crazy, crazy. I, I do agree. I'm I don't get mad when he sits out. It it is it's for the it's for the greater good. And mm. I need a healthy MB for the playoffs because he is our best player and it's not even close. Remind um, me, this is jumping around, but what was our starting five um when we won like seventeen straight without him? Like three years ago now. It was Simmons Simmons Reddick, Simmons Reddick, Covington. Ilyasova and Amir Johnson with Bellinelli off the bench. Ice Bath Amir was our starting five. How are Ice we Bath cooking? Amir. Like, Covington's great. Urson is a great role player, I guess. The film wasn't out on Simmons yet at that point. Oh, remember when we cooked LeBron and he was doing all the fancy dribbling? That was so fun. <laughs> Wait, did, it was Showtime did, did, magic. Was it Ilyasova or was it Dario? I thought Ilyasova was off the bench. Oh, it was Dario. Yeah, and Elias over the bench. Bell and, Bellinelli. Bellinelli and Elias over off the bench. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Dave, that was uh, show, TJ, Showtime oh. Ben. <laughs> TJ. Like, he he did seem like Showtime. That, that game was phenomenal versus the Cavs. He was like, a young Magic was, Johnson. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> we, were, we said we had the next uh, incarnation of Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is what we were saying three years yeah, ago. You know what? Let's, let's talk – you know what? Before we get to Ben Simmons, we're going to talk about him next. Uh, Embiid versus the Wizards. Awesome. Four, played the entire fourth quarter, I think. Um, got wherever he wanted. It was great. Uh, versus the Knicks, overmatching. Uh, he, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle had no chance. Um, obviously, Same didn't with, play Cleveland. Uh, never mind. We're, so, we're um, I saw a stat that, like, he's the first sixer since Charles Barkley to have 25 and 10 in this first three games of the season. So, keep it up, Joe. Um, you know, Toronto's always going to be, you know, no matter who, like they lost a lot of key pieces this offseason, but they're always going to be, you know, good, good coach. They have Siakam, who all, all he does is a spin move, but Kyle Lowry is always going to be annoying to play. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad they, they pulled it out tonight. So uh, with that being said, there's nothing else about Embiid. Let's get to Ben Simmons. How did he look tonight? And then you can even give me your first impressions of the first four games, and then maybe this leads into what we want to talk about later. Great. Him. <laughs> <laughs> he think... looks the same. He does the same. He looks the same always, which isn't which isn't bad. It's also not great. You know, offensively. Yeah, offensively. offensively. First team all defense. 
it's, Tobias Harris, gonna, great guy, but this is gonna lead. <laughs> this is gonna lead right into the Harden trade discussions. Oh yeah, so let's I'm, just surprised, I'm surprised. I'm surprised I let it go this long. Um, <laughs> this is a safe space. It's group therapy. So anything you want to say about Ben Simmons, go ahead. Dave already started it. What do you guys think? I mean, I think he's a a great player, sure, but that doesn't mean you can't you don't think about trading him for a greater player that might mesh well mesh better with what we need i mean we all these stats that i see on twitter for harden of like his true shooting percentage or and every beat writer that's pro harden is just like yeah the sixers don't need this obviously sarcastically like and B, or simmons is dominant defensive player i think he's a serious candidate to win defensive player of the year he absolutely just like bullied who's the who's the young guy on the knicks that like i think yeah he bullied him dude was two of 15 from the field and that was like almost all kudos to ben but at some point like is is the clunkiness on offense somewhat attributed to him majority to him not or am i just putting too much blame on him i have no idea before games in as the, as you've all said let's see if doc can figure stuff out i love that quote that june i think june you sent the article and we don't know where it's from like the whole doc said uh i want you to stop watching tape on on our own team and start watching tape on like the people you're going against like it, it almost like me reading that is all right, we get it. You're dope. You could go cook our first and second unit and practice every day. But your next leap is getting in the film room and studying the opponents you're going to play. And, I mean, that's not to say he doesn't do that. I'm sure he does that a shit ton. But I don't know. I don't think four games in, this roster is going to fight, can take on the Nets. I, um, Probably not that was That was the Jackie Mack article i think for espn and then doc rivers also said to him like are you gonna go to the fucking rim or not you know and uh i i didn't watch tonight but ben simmons to me great player like you said you know great on defense i just i can't help but his offense he looks he looks the same dave made the case maybe he looks worse i I, he, he he hasn't added anything he Obviously, he's never going to shoot. I've kind of accepted that. He doesn't go to the rim like a 6'10", 240-pound guy should go. Like, he goes to the rim like he's Jamal Murray or something. Like, a lot of a lot of finesse. And he doesn't try to draw contact. And he's not great at the free throw line. And it's just what – I I can understand not wanting to trade him. I can I can definitely understand it. Uh, we're not – it's not like we're trading him for pennies. We're trading him for fucking James Harden. Like, I'm not trading him for, like, Jamal Murray or some shit. Like, it, and it's not a knock on Ben that I want to trade him for – what? <laughs> hey, you would? <laughs> I'm just I, uh, I don't think it's a knock on Ben that you would trade him for James Harden. It's like, not. You're trading him for one of the all-time best scorers in NBA history. That's not – Right. Uh, that's um, like... <laughs> and it, it's just, like, the frustration of not having it done, it kind of amplifies – the, the weaknesses in Ben's game. So I'll admit to the kind of like looking out for those, 
but like you have a superstar and or borderline superstar in Embiid, and I don't know how long his window is. You know, like Dave's talked about it, it's a miracle he's still standing right now. Um, like are we going to stand here waiting for Ben to develop any sort of offensive game, or like what are we doing? Like we're trying to win a championship, right? And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to enjoy the team. I like Ben. I'm a fan of Ben. But, like, you'll like James if we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're contending, you're going to like him. Like, I, what are we waiting for? Like, I, 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 we don't even know if the deal's on the table, right? But yeah. if the deal is James Harden for Ben Simmons, it's, it's a no-brainer. And it's just like I, like, I, I can't wrap my head around not wanting to do it if it's on the table. Maybe, maybe Maury is waiting to try to get a third star, which we totally struck out on last time. Um, what do you guys think? I love how we said I can't, I can't fathom not wanting to do it when a week ago we all said. <laughs> maybe I should, I should probably provide some background. Like I was last week, like after we talked about that, I, was, I could not sleep. I was, it was like 2 in the morning. I'm staring at the ceiling. And I'm like, I think we have to do it. <laughs> like, I'm imagining James freaking Harden getting a basket whenever we need it. And I'm imagining Ben Simmons getting isolated on offense during the playoffs. Because the play- we talked about this. The playoffs is- might as well be a different sport. Are we really going to watch Ben Like, It just sucks that we didn't see him last year in the playoffs. But like, I, I can't stand to watch this team play four and five on offense in the playoffs. Yeah. And a lot more half-court offense in, in, in the playoffs. Game slows down. And, like, that's one of the, like, most frustrating things is Ben shows that he can do the things that we ask him to do. Like, everyone's given up on the shooting, and it sucks, and maybe it's not necessary, but fine. But, like, he can drive and get contact, but he doesn't do it consistently. Like, in the first half, he was pretty lackadaisical. Um, in the second, he had a much better second half. He was much more aggressive. He had eight foul shots. That's, that's cool. Or no, that's a different game. He had, uh, yeah, he had eight foul shots again. Like his numbers, 11, 13, seven, like obviously look great. He played good defense, but like, if we're going to succeed, we need you to be more of a presence when the fast break doesn't work. That's it. Yeah, once it gets shut down, then it's just like, well, what else can you do? And we know in the playoffs, like, they're going to – I think uh, it was the GM for the Warriors who say in the playoffs, everyone's going to zone in and want you to do well. you got to be able to do something else. And uh, I, I can't help but imagine – like, I, we all – like, I think we talked about this, that, like, we don't really think we're serious contenders this year. Maybe, maybe not Dave. He said we're going to win it all, I think. Uh, but, like – it's still frustrating because you have this, this star in Embiid and, you know, with him, I do with Embiid, I think you have a chance to be anyone, but it's just like, we could really, you know, flourish with adding Harden to Embiid and the potential is like, it, it seems too good to pass on to me. Uh, I like we said, I don't know if that's the deal. I don't know if that was been proposed or, or what, but, um, that's my take. That's my case for Harden. It's like, I just think, I think you might be, we're so scared to what Ben Simmons might become that we might be waiting for forever and he might never become it. And 
there's no doubt in my mind it's a Philadelphia thing. He leaves and he becomes good, but I mean, I can't help but think we might be wasting some of our window. Embiid and and Harden like can beat anyone. Like I'm not saying they're the favorite to beat any everyone, and not at all. But like, stack us up against the Nets, and I get I get it. If we didn't have Ben, no one's guarding Durant. But who's guarding Harden? Like, at some point, we need to score too. Like, even if we hold them to a 90 points, which would probably be like a point total will exceed in every game this year. We got to score more than 90. <laughs> like, like Dave, what were you saying earlier about like Durant's going to get his? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the Giannis, the, all the people that Simmons would allegedly, you know, that that we need to stick Simmons on, like like Durant and Giannis and and uh, all these other Tatum. It's like those guys are going to score thirty anyway, you know. Ben can't even keep uh, you know Darius Garland from from scoring thirty. How was it? You're going to trust them with Durant in seven games, five games because we'll we'll lose four to one with this team is currently constructed. So, you know, I think uh, you mentioned the Warriors GM earlier. And uh, speaking of him, I think uh, according to Vin Fosh, we may have a, a, a massive blockbuster brewing here that involves the Warriors and the Sixers and the Rockets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, we can, we can get to that. We can get to that before we finish up, but so, something's yeah. coming down the pipeline, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, but June, um, where are you at with, with uh, Simmons and, and Harden? Yeah, I mean, you know, last time we talked, I was a no because, you know. We, just, we, disagree, with, we disagree with each other. <laughs> Harden's going to be a head case. But after watching Durant and Kyrie play their first regular season game together and see that firepower, I'm, like, so jealous of Nets fans because that's something we don't have. And I think uh, if we have Harden, that's, it's, we're, we're there. We're, like, top two in the East with Harden. So with Ben now, I don't know. I think you guys are right that we're eating away Joel's prime years just to wait for Ben to become a somewhat of an offensive threat, which is not promised. And it doesn't look promising from what we've seen in the past. So get me Harden somehow, please. There's just – there's a very specific thing you need to succeed in the playoffs, and I think it's elite perimeter scoring. And I think you can make a case that everything Ben does well, you can have role players do that, like rebounding, like a, a solid point guard for, you know, spread the ball around. What he will never have is elite perimeter scoring, and that's what Harden has. And you have – we. it seems like Maury has – this was a very emptied offseason, right? And, and Maury – seems to have voiced that MB is the best player. Simmons, maybe he could be a number three with a team that has MB, but he can't be a number two because they're just going to attack MB and you need someone to take the pressure off of him. And it's not going to be fucking Tobias Harris. Like I'm just, I'm just stating facts. And like, it's, it, I'm, it, it just really eats away at me that because of our like total, like botching of trying to find the third star, it's forcing us to include Ben in a trade for James Harden and not like our assets and some young players. But that's where we are now because of the awful Fultz trade and the bias trade, and that's where we are. Um, but you got to go. You got you got to make do with what you have. And I just think I think it's an opportunity. If it's there, you got to go for it. Um, 
maybe, like I said, maybe Maury's thinking of uh, different options because he doesn't want to get rid of Ben and he would rather have as many stars as he can accumulate. But I just uh, – Harden's looks so good too. He's, he's came out of a strip club and starts dropping 44 points, you know, the size of a refrigerator. Six McDoubles <laughs> and, deep. <laughs> and, like, oh, it's it looks so beautiful. And, like, we haven't had a sixer, like, ever do that since Iverson in 2001. And it just – it looks so great. And, like, maybe we can't stop a Durant, but maybe we can outscore him. <laughs> I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Am, it's, am I just, am I, I am reactionary. I know that I'm a fan. I react to situations, but I just like, what is the best case for Ben Simmons? What's the best case scenario for Ben Simmons? He's an elite defender and a, a very solid role facilitator on offense. Right. He's never going to be LeBron. And I think that's what people think he like hope he will be. He will never be LeBron. He's in his fourth year. Everyone who's ever established like a killer instinct or scoring threat, like at least showed flashes of it. Kawhi showed flashes of it before he became a fucking monster. Ben has not added anything in four years. Like look at his draft class. Like, like Tatum has added stuff. Like Murray has added stuff. And like I don't, I don't know. Like defense, he's he's amazing. Defense is he's phenomenal. But like I think as long as you have Embiid, you're always going to have an elite defense. And I think you need to add the one thing that's going to have you succeed in the playoffs. Um, we, we are nothing without an elite scorer that can dribble and create for themselves. Who, who's the best one we've had in MB, since Embiid's been a sixer? Tony Rowan? <laughs> Probably. Shake Nolan, apparently, who had the ball in crunch time versus the Wizards. Which is great. Uh, having mo- more than one would be such a treat. The, but, answer, might, the answer might be Alec Burks, unfortunately. Oh my god! Yeah, that's 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 the shitty part. Like, we don't want to trade Ben. We would obviously trade everything else and keep him because I think our offense would be great with obviously Harden and Bead and Simmons. Now we have an elite defender, an elite two-way player, and an elite offensive player. Like, amazing. But at some point, it's like this isn't me playing Madden with four trades on or 2K or whatever. Like, even though we want to trade Toby and Matisse and picks for him, like uh, Tillman Burrito or whatever his name is, doesn't have to accept that deal. I uh, I hope I'm not beating a dead horse, but it's just – I don't know. I You can't unsee some of the things you have, and they, they, they struck out so bad on Tobias and Jimmy Butler as a third star that – it's kind of forced our hand and maybe Daryl Morey has something else up his sleeve. Uh, I'm not upset if we don't do it. Cause obviously we don't know what the deals are and everything. Uh, we don't even know if this has been negotiated. Um, but like I said, if the deal was there, like you, you, you have to pull the trigger. Like I, I didn't want to, cause I'm just as scared as everyone else about what Ben might become. But if I'm a betting man, like, I don't think he ever develops the skills that we need that he can be the number two next to Embiid. And if I don't, he doesn't, go ahead, Joe. I just like no deals that everyone thinks are on the table or predicts ever happen. Like no one predicted Butler to the Sixers. Um, I think like this whole Harden for Simmons thing isn't even like a real thing. And I hope that Maury does have something in his back pocket that brings us a score without having to break up our our two babies that we basically grew up with. And maybe it works. 
I don't I don't know anything about people out there like Oladipo's a name that's thrown around and he's always hurt, but he can score. And maybe all we need is a someone that could dribble, penetrate, score and kick or whatever, and all our problems are fixed. But Zach Levine? Yeah, like give me Zach Levine. I don't even I barely watch a dude play, but if that means we could do Toby Matisse and all our picks for him instead of Ben Matisse and all our picks for Harden. Like, give me, I'll take Levine and figure that out. I think I think I rather like trade Tobias for someone serviceable than to trade him to trade Ben for Harden. If I'm being honest, same. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I would too. Um, you know, we uh, we are talking trades, and this is where our uh, our Vlade Dibok shines. So we have here your Vlade's fake trade of the week. Take the floor. Look, you asked what's um, what's the best case scenario for Simmons, and I think the answer is uh, is him in in Rockets red, flying up and down the court in transition with John Wall and Andrew Wiggins. Is that Andrew Wiggins filling the wing? I see here. All right, this is the most ridiculous trade I've ever come up with in my in, in my life, but it, I got it to work. So I'm gonna run through it. I'm gonna say um, who everybody gets in this four team blockbuster, and uh, you guys at the end of it tell me who says no. If anyone. All right. So the Sixers, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the Sixers. So we're bringing in James Harden, Draymond Green, and PJ Tucker. We're sending out Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, two first round picks and two swaps. So that's the, that's the core of the trade for us. So again, Incoming, Harden, Draymond Green, P.J. Tucker, outgoing, Simmons, and Tobias, Matisse, two first-round picks, and two pick swaps. <laughs> I need you screen-sharing this. I, um, there's no way yeah. I'm able to keep up. Keep I know. Can I share my screen? Can I share I my think screen? So. Is this, oh, is I can this share a, my this screen. This is a, an official Vin Fosh report. <laughs> you get host-disabled participant screen-sharing. You got to let me oh, share my sure. screen, Oh, I didn't. I even know I did that. Hold on one second. Keep talk, Keep talking, and you could you could share your screen. Let's All see. right. So basically, you know who we're getting and who's outgoing, which is uh, which is the most important thing. But basically, uh, the Warriors are getting off Andrew Wiggins, who might be the second worst contract in the league next to, next to Tobias. He looks fucking terrible, and the Warriors look fucking terrible. Um, so Andrew Wiggins is just what a fall from grace. Unbelievable that he turned out this bad, um, but. Um, so they're getting off his three years, $30 million a year contract. Um, and uh, they are also giving up Draymond Green, whose contract isn't the best either. It's four years, 22 this year, and it goes up by $2 million every year for the final three years. So 22, 24, 26, 28 million in year four when he's like 35. So that's not really the best contract either. Um, but they, they get off and they have the worst cap situation in NBA history. Like they're, they're hard capped by like $15 million. It's, it's insane. So they get some salary relief. They get Kevin Love. This is so complex. I can't even just explain it. I, you guys have to see what I'm looking at here. But um, I think right, I War- got it. Try it, try it now. Warriors give up Wiggins and Draymond. Um, they get Kevin Love, Eric Gordon, and a future second-round pick from us. And then the Rockets, obviously, they're giving up Harden, Tucker, and Gordon. Uh, but they're getting back Simmons, Wiggins, um, so two guys under contract for the next, you know, f- four or five years, um, that'll keep you competitive and they get four future first round 
draft compensations from us. And then the Cavs, um, to, or Kevin Love is like, you know, again, he's later in his career, but um, he has three years left and it descends in the final, in the final year of that contract. He's only making 28 million. Um, so they get off of that. They take on Tobias, who's the worst contract of all time um, to slide into the same position as Kevin Love, they were, who they were stuck with anyway. Um, and they get Thibel as compensation. Yay. Thibel. Yeah. So they have, they got their cool little fun core. They have uh, uh sex land, their, their young backcourt. And then they have, they drafted that kid, Isaac Okoro, I think from Auburn. And then they'd have Thibel and uh, Tobias and Andre Drummond. So uh, share your screen. You could do it now. All right. Yeah. Let me try. Yeah. Just enabled it. Uh huh. All right. Share. Ooh. Two tone. <laughs> What's that? A two tone Malone compilation? Where? What's that? Oh, my. <laughs> what do you guys All think? Right, so. Huh. Who says no? I'm thinking maybe. Who here says no? I think probably the Warriors. The Warriors? Yeah. I was thinking yeah. the Warriors, too. I think the, Warriors the Warriors give up what? They give up Wiggins, Draymond Green, and that's it. And they get Kevin Love, a second rounder, and Eric Gordon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Wiggins is like addition by subtraction to get rid of him. I guess they're picking up two <laughs> shitty contracts as well. I, I don't know. I get – my brain goes mush when I have to like think about length of contracts and amount, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think know about this one. I'd rather. I don't know, if, I don't know if Cleveland does it either. Wiggins is worse than Horford and and Tobias combined. Yeah, yeah, he really is. It's pretty bad, and there that's a that's a that's a hefty three years, ninety million that's left on that. So uh, they do they do rid themselves of that, which is pretty. It's kind of like everyone's kind of getting off a bad contract here, but. They're taking on an equally bad contract that might fit a little better with their uh, with their situation. I think it's a it's a no brainer for the Sixers. Uh, oh, yeah. I I think the Warriors probably say no. Um, the Rockets they get they get their guy in Simmons. Wiggins is horrible, and it's it's just hilarious because it says a minus thirty decrease in projected wins. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Cavs, uh, Maybe like they're not a free agent destination. We talked about this with the Jazz. Like maybe they think they can unleash something with Tobias. Uh, Kevin loved. There's been some trade talks about like Harris for Love, and some people I haven't watched him, but some people said like he looks kind of cooked. Um, so maybe they'd upgrade for Tobias there, and uh, you know people probably still believe in Thibel. Uh Did Thibel play a lot tonight? Yeah, and he looked so, lost. I think he looked lost. A big goose egg. He's. Some, He's – I don't know what's wrong with him. I still Maybe trade him before people find out. <laughs> yeah. With the, every game that goes by, his values more and more uh, in the toilet. Listen, I know everyone loves him. He's a nice guy. He has his nice flog. But I'm sure you'll love someone who can, you know, participate on offense too. So, <laughs> What if um, we uh, – wait, let me, uh, let me make a little tweak here. Hold on one second. All right, let's see it. I'm going to make a little tweak here. What if uh, – See the scientists at work. What if Simmons goes to Golden State, Kevin Love goes to the Rockets, but since, since Golden State is getting Simmons, they cough up this um, 2021 first-round pick from Minnesota. Where is it? 2021 first-round pick coming in from Minnesota, top three protected. That goes to the Rockets. 
and all their first round picks, right? 2022 trade to the Rockets, 2024. That's already gone. All right. 2025 trade to the Rockets. So now the rocket, let's try this trade. That'll work too. Cause the money's the same, but so now in this case, the oh Rockets get love and Wiggins, but they get five, five straight up first round picks plus two pick swaps from us. So they basically get seven first round draft compensations. And one of them is this Minnesota pick in 2021, which could be in the lottery. Is that better? Or would you rather have Simmons? I'd rather have Simmons. If I'm yeah, the I Rockets, really? Yeah. I don't I think know. It's a, I think it's a 100% no for the Rockets. I Tillman for I don't know who their GM is, but Tillman Fertitta does not seem like the patient type. Yeah, they're not they're not going through a rebuild. Then, I don't think he could ever stomach getting Love and Wiggins, no matter how many first round picks for James Harden. Well, wait a minute. Well, let's try one more adjustment. Let's uh, <laughs> let's send uh, let's send Cleveland packing here. Let's uh, let's trash Cleveland, and uh, let's send. Uh, where is he? He's gone. Where's Tobias? Did, did I just did get him out of the picture happened? just like that? Did I? Oh, did here, oh, he's all the way at the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom. All right, Rockets. Rockets. Like mid <laughs> let's give Tobias and Thibel to the Rockets with Wiggins. Oh my God, Tobias and Wiggins. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> There's no. Who says no? No way they do it. Oh, it went through. <laughs> it went through. No, no, no. <laughs> you asked for a young star, Tillman. You got Matisse Thybul <laughs> and Tobias and Wiggins. Oh Wiggins, God. former number one overall pick. Are you kidding me? He's going to put butts in the seats when, the, when they open back up. You get the Minnesota pick, five other draft picks, four other draft picks. I don't know. They give up hard and our Gordon's a shitty contract and Tucker is expiring for – Oh, my God. I would need double the amount of first-round picks to take on Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, all right. Never mind. Forget this. This this, uh, this, this Vlade's fake trade trade segment has crashed and burned. I think I peaked at Zach Levine. Well, I, I think the first one was, was interesting. And there wasn't, like, a clear-cut no. But then it, it was like – I was like, there's no way Rockets do anything else other than that. Yeah. But uh, I think in, in conclusion, we could say – Get us James Harden. That's all we Get need. Us, the or beard. Zach Levine. Or Zach Levine. Or get us Zach Levine. The first uh, – what, what episode was that? Like two episodes ago? Get us, get us Zach Levine. Uh, we'll keep Simmons. We'll, in theory, get someone to even get us a bucket. That's uh, my prediction. I think after the deadline or at some point during this year, we get like a Levine, Oladipo caliber type player on the team without trading Ben. Would love that. That's that's honestly, I I prefer that. That would be that's best case scenario. I just kind you know of what? lost hope. That was one of my uh, one of my questions for season predictions. You guys want to dive into that, or you guys have anything else to add for the first four games? Nah, let's just Ooh. let's let's um, go rapid fire predictions. Be honest, am I am I being too negative? No, that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's yeah. No. <laughs> that's we're how always... we were. That's they they made us this way. Yeah. All don't forget, sports did. Don't forget where you came from. Stick to your roots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's dive right into it. Since Joe already brought it up, I was gonna say, uh, make your prediction. Does a trade happen this season, and what will it be? Like a big trade, obviously, is your question. Any trade, like yeah, like like something that would make us do an emergency podcast. 
E. Uh... I'd argue Zach Levine, getting Zach Levine would be an emergency podcast. Oh, I'd do an emergency pod if we got El Depot too. <laughs> and, I keep, got... and I keep throwing his name out there. I'm, I don't even know if he's good or if he has a busted leg or not or ankle, but um, I'm going to say – I'm going to go and say no. No emergency pod trade happens. Mm. Wait, oh, this no. season or this calendar year? This season. This season. Okay. So after the finals, that's not considered this season. No, like, not – yeah, okay. just this season. Before trade deadline, basically. Okay. No. I want it to be, uh, yes. I think yeah. we – yeah, we're we – Daryl Morey. Don't forget. Don't, don't forget the, the important fact that we got Daryl working behind the scenes right now. He's going to do – he's up to something. There's no – they brought him here to do something. And he's going to do it. He's going to yeah. find it. I don't know when. I think – I believe it will be this year. Just because there's so much, like, with the Harden thing. Like, there, there are dominoes that need to fall. And, like, it's just all I, – I, the ingredients feel like they're in the air right now. I, uh, I think something uh, monumental is coming down the pipeline. And I think we're very a, pleased. Want to make a bold prediction on what? Is it Harden? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I think uh, I think something's coming down the pipeline. That's all. I'm, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And he, imaginations. and he hourly said that, too. He was like, after – or when we were heading into this season, after all the trades and the drafts, he's like, we made big moves, yes, but now we get to see how these players work and there's no need to rush trades. We'll see what – We'll see what works and see what doesn't, and Daryl will fix it by the deadline. It's like Daryl says, we have two superstars in their prime. We don't want to trade either of them. Let's see what we have. I think I agree with you, with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Joe and June. Uh, I don't think we get – I don't think we make uh, a blockbuster trade. I think maybe some little – don't we have a like, trade exception or something like that that we created? I don't even know what that means, honestly. I don't yeah, know what a trade exception Bird is. rights, trade I, I know, like, vaguely what it I is, know but bird I, rights. I couldn't define it. <laughs> I don't know trade exception, but I know bird rights. I'm, I'm jumping ship to Team Dave. Nuge and June, you go no. I'm jumping ship. To <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no. And I, I think Harding gets traded. I think mm. Harding gets traded. I don't think it's to us, and I think we're going to regret it. 100%. He's getting That's traded. That's There's no prediction. way he doesn't get traded. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, what are you most excited for this season? Wow. I, I want to say, like, the boring answer of just watching our players get better, but, like. You know it's a frustrating thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah it's, it's not. It's like watching water boil. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Maxi? <laughs> Can I still use him? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Maxi. I like Maxi and Shake, seeing if they could really become – like we know, what we have with the other guys. I'm obviously excited for a trade if that happens, and then the the unsung hero excitement would be, yeah, our our role players becoming real players. I know what I'm excited about. Everybody's been screaming into the void about Brett Brown and fire Brett Brown, and he doesn't know how to coach and he can't run a set. What's wrong with his rotations? Everyone's been kicking and screaming and whining like fucking babies for the last three years. So I'm excited to see what Doc Rivers and our all-star offensive coordinator, Dave Yeager, and all-star defensive coordinator, Dan Burke, can do with these guys that we're going to see at least, I mean, the trade deadline's in March, right? So, like, I think – I don't think anything's going to happen until at least then. Like, I think we're going through a majority of the season with these guys. 
And so far they've looked the same as they have last year, like we talked about earlier, but I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and I'm curious to see how they figure this thing out. If they, if we can get more Toby games, if they can put Toby in better positions going forward and figure out his sweet spots and how everybody works together. Um, I'm excited to see how these guys kind of put this puzzle together and, and make it work. So uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at that first and foremost. June. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm with Dave here. Like, I want to see how the collection roster that we have now, like how we're going to gel and what kind of moves Daryl might make, like small little moves to fit into those little holes that we have in our, in our, in our, in our team and see, see how they do. So I, I think the trade deadline is going to be a little interesting and I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. That's going to be my what I'm going to be uh, focused on. I'm going to say Joel Embiid. I, uh, I have a feeling about him this year and uh, he's looked good so far. He's our most important player. I, you know, Bill Simmons keeps saying like he, he thinks he's going to have his 99 Shaq here. And uh, I'm hoping we, I'm hoping we see Embiid, you know, kind of take another step. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Joel. Um, okay. Give me a, any bold prediction or a hot take for the season. Third seed. Ooh. Third seed, playing tournament. <laughs> um, oh boy, JB. Um, I gotta think. You guys covered the playoffs. I don't even know what to. Tobias. Tobias is helps out the team <laughs> i would i would love that there's gonna be uh you know i'm totally willing to sacrifice like getting like teas every day about tobias being good I, I, i'll 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 accept that sacrifice you can make fun of me you can put me on blast if tobias is good this year i would absolutely love that uh, i'm gonna say uh i don't know maybe i i, I don't know uh <laughs> You guys kind of took the good one, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass on that. It's it's more about you guys. Over over under over under how many times Sam Cassell makes Toby cry in practice? (laughs) Point five. Over. Over. All right, my my uh my hot take is that I think people are are gonna start turning on Ben Simmons more. Oh yeah. I feel like it's already so divisive that like I feel like it's yeah. That's fine though. It's fifty fifty. I don't know. Can I just add this really quick? Sorry. I, I know it's past this, but um, people keep saying like two years of Harden versus five years of Ben. I'm not sure it's five years of Ben. If I'm being like, if, yeah. if we keep flaming out in the second round, like things happen quick in the NBA. There's a, he could demand a trade and B could demand a trade. Like we don't know we're going to get five years of Joel and Ben. So like, I don't know if this makes sense. I'm just throwing out numbers. Would you rather have, uh, a 10% chance for the next four years with, with Ben Simmons or a 33% chance with Harden for the next two years? Ooh, 33, baby. 33. Something, to think, you know, something to think about. It's, it's also uh, got to be, like, tiring to deal with us as a fan base. Like, if you're – like, all these young players are – no one's off social media like J.J. Reddick. Uh, you see 
he probably looks and like no one criticizes Embiid, and he's got half the fan base wanting to trade him or just like bashing him and his lack of development. Right or wrong, by those fans, like that's got to be tired or a tired thing to look at. Um, so I mean, if we just continue to, as you said, flame out, someone's going to get sick of of the other between the fans and Simmons. Not like, well, maybe Embiid and Simmons too, but I hope not. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, we only follow, like, Philly people on Twitter and stuff. I wonder if, like, other cities – or is it really only Philly or, like, is Charlotte, like, I can't fucking take Malik Monk anymore? <laughs> <laughs> probably. They probably forgot about him. I don't know. Okay. It's just we have the expectations. Like, I I don't follow any other – like, the Kings seem so fun. I wonder if teams are, like – or their fans are like, oh, yeah, we're fun, but De'Aaron Fox should be more fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's us or – It's just – once you have expectations, so you don't – I'm not watching for the purity of the sport, especially not the fucking Sixers. You're like the complete opposite. Um, anyway, I, I got to get you guys out of here. But, uh, all right, this will be uh, – we'll say what – Junior Ray said it. What seed do they end up in the third uh, – in the East? And how does this season end? Uh, start? Yeah, you go, Jude. Yeah, go ahead, Jude. We're going to be a third seed and losing the Eastern Conference Finals. To who? So we will play the first seed in the Bucks. All right. JB? Um, rattle me off the top teams. We got Sixers, Nets, Bucks. Nets, Bucks, Heat. Celtics. Fuck the Celtics. That's probably the top five. <laughs> I'll give us – I'll give us fourth seed. That's what I was gonna say. Second round exit. That's what I was gonna say. Fourth seed, uh, second round exit to the Nets. Quick question for you guys, because that's a pretty loaded top five. Who who's the fifth seed? Is it the Celtics? Is it the Heat? Who's, someone gets left out. Celtics. Heat or the sixth seed. Heat were a fluke last year. I'm mm. I'm thoroughly convinced. Heat were a bubble fluke. I think uh the Hawks. My uh <laughs> <laughs> my prediction for Seeding this year is um, Milwaukee one, Brooklyn two. Um, I guess who would be three? Boston, and then us fourth. Then the Heat. Then the Heat. Then Raptors. six, seven, six, seven, eight. I'm gonna go uh, Raptors, Wizards, Hawks for six, seven, eight. Right. Indiana. That's right. No Indiana. Wow. Raptors, Hawks, Wizards, yeah. Hawks. I like that. Actually, no. Pacers Wizards? over Wizards. Pacers over Wizards. Sorry. Pacers <laughs> over Wizards for sure. Wizards looks horrible. They, had, they did not look good. I mean, they were yeah. beating us for a while. Um, but actually, I, uh, I got it. Pacers six seed, and then the 7-8. Seven, 7-8 eight, seven, eight is going to be uh, – Rap- What about Raptors? Rap- Raptors and Hawks, 7-8, in that order. Oh. Eight seed Hawks. I think this is the year for them. 0-3 oh, so oh, 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 Raptors. Yeah. 3-0 yeah. Hawks. 3-0 three three Hawks. <laughs> eight seed Hawks. Kevin Herter, um, Goat. Yeah, exactly. They're they're dope. I like the Hawks a lot. I'm a big fan. Shout out to uh, former Sixers assistant coach, head coach of the Hawks, Lloyd Pierce, Trey Young, my favorite player. Um, who else do they have? Um, Ga- Gallinari and Bogdanovich and Rondo off the bench. What a fucking bench! Imagine if that was our bench: Rondo, Gallinari, and Bogdanovich, and John Con- and Clint Capella. Yeah, they're fucking sick, dude. DeAndre Hunter, um, Cam Reddish, Cam- yeah, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter. Snipers. Oh my god, they're they're fucking dope. I love the Hawks. I they're they're gonna beat us. We're gonna lose to the Hawks in the play in tournament. <laughs> wow. Play in tournament is what, seven to ten? 
Yeah, seven to ten. Seven to ten. Um, I don't even my, know those rules at all. Yeah, they're, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, my prediction is I'm going to say fourth seed. I think I agree with Dave's top five. Uh, I'm going to say the the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, Sixers, uh, Heat, uh, and I think we lose in the second round. Pretty a pretty frustrating loss that has us reevaluating things um, as if we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, I, I just uh, I don't see this team being a true contender, and uh, I'm hoping that there isn't. But there, I feel like if that happens, there might be some Embiid frustration. Um, all right, uh, I have some other ones, but we'll, we can get them to them later. We're we already are running kind of long, so uh, you know what? Instead of uh, what's for dinner, how about what are you guys' New Year's resolutions? Because next time we'll talk is probably next year. Stop ordering so much delivery. Good one. <laughs> June, you got a fucking crazy oh, one, yeah. dude. Or a challenge, at least. 21 miles for next year is how much miles I want to run. That's absolutely psychotic, by the way. I might that's, die. Uh, I, hate, I hate to bash someone's dreams, but... That's four you, miles a day. If you, you need some extra motivation. Do is the that, math. 100-something right? miles a month. Do the math real quick. Give your phone. Five and a half miles a day over. Oh, that's insane. That's not bad. Yes, it is. Five miles is <laughs> not that bad. A day? You're too old for this shit, dude. Oh, I got to do it before I'm 40, right? <laughs> yeah, so you got, you got one more year. Oh, my God. June's turning 30. June's turning 30 in March. Don't reveal that to the pod. Vlade, <laughs> uh, what is your New Year's resolution? That's a great question. That's a great question. I really haven't uh, too much thought into it. You want to think but, about it. Here's, here's mine. Um, let's hear it. I, I need to get off my phone. Like, I'm on my phone Ooh, constantly. That's a good one. And, that's like, a great I can – every year is, like, the exercise, and, like, I never stick with it. Although tw- 2020 was it? the most of exercise. But, anyway, um, there's – iPhone has, like, the screen time. So, you're um, – so, all right, yeah, I guess it's like consistently that. like five plus hours, and like I waste. I love Twitter. I waste so much of my time on it. I waste a lot of my time on the Sixers, um, but I, I I I will catch like like myself like buried in my phone when like Amanda's like sitting there like you know begging for Ooh, attention sure. or something. And I I really do think I need to to lay off the the phone a little bit. Look at June right now. We're all guilty of it. Wait, how many time? <laughs> how much hours you have a day? My daily um, average is five. I'm not gonna say mine. Mine's mine's so bad. Wait, mine is so bad wait, because of crypto. Wait, my, All I, I do is look wrong. at crypto. I've seen mine up to like seven to eight, but like on weeks I've had off, uh, I've I've seen mine really high, and it's uh, I, I I'm embarrassed to say those numbers, but I it's probably consistently at least five hours a day. Yeah, mine was mine was five last week, and it, it was light because of the holidays. That's a light week for me. I'm uh, I'm not proud of my screen time. That's a great fucking. Re- I was gonna say find a way to retire, but. I'm gonna work on my screen. <laughs> I'm gonna work on my screen time. <laughs> oh, I can do it. that. What? What's yours? I think it's wrong. Thirteen <laughs> hours. Thirteen? How's that might, possible? It might be. It's, you might be looking at the total. Put your phone on the camera. Oh, that's uh, just thirteen hours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you blew me away, dude. Wait, it's all, the water. it's all light blue. See what that – what's that category? Twitter? You know, if you have your phone on for, like, GPS or something, that, can, that takes into account, too. 
Mm. I need to dive into this. Oh my god! Dive Daily. into it. Report back to us. We'll we'll tell we'll tell everyone. We'll tell the whole audience. And uh, I hope you guys had a, a good Christmas. And I hope you guys have a good New Year. I think 2021 is probably the most anticipated year of all time. It's our year, baby. It's our, it's our year. year. 20th anniversary of the 2001 Iverson. Oh come on. Year. <laughs> uh, thank you for giving us the jerseys, fucking Chris Heck. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, I, uh, if unless someone has anything else to plug before we go, but your last 2020 pod, uh, that's all I have for you guys. All right. Talk to you Good soon. Good stuff, fellas. All right. Thanks for right. staying up late with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, go three and one, six years. Three uh, and one. We're happy. Go We're six excited. years. Life is good. Go birds. Trust the process. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.